Hello, hi, I'm Zanzi and welcome back to the Health Boom Zanzi podcast episode 112, proudly brought to you by Health Boom Zanzi. I'm your host, Joe, and I'm so excited to walk this health and wellness journey with you. Remember, nothing is of limits. In this episode, Tafiti Chibase reflects on his experience of living with his friend who suffered from a drug addiction. Chivase, a rental sales specialist based in Johannesburg, gives an honest account of the effects of the addiction on close family members and friends, the roller coaster of emotions experienced, and what he learned going through this journey. Let's get into the chat. Tafiti, how are you doing? I'm okay. How are you, Joanne? I'm doing well, thanks. Thank you for joining us. Tell us more about yourself and what it is that you do. My name is Tupinti Chubasid. I am 28 years of age. I am South African, but culturally Nimovenda. At the moment, I work for Gospel as a rental sales specialist, and I play rugby as the second option socially. Okay. I played rugby professionally before I got injured. I decided to take it socially. So you're quite busy. You're in a lot of industries and sectors. I can hear you're a busy type of person. That's correct. So basically, <laughs> I deal with a lot of construction, if I may say. Your experiences of a journey that you went through, you either lived with or supported someone that was an addict. And if you can please just give us some more information around that. Was it a family member? Was it a partner? Was it a friend? So between one thing and two, I stayed with someone that had a problem. I won't disclose his name. It was eventful and traumatic experience, but I learned a lot. It helped me grow closer to the man above. Going through those certain things opened my eyes to certain things. It was very hectic. I must say I wouldn't wish it on anyone because I experienced it firsthand. Him actually abusing his woman physically, emotionally, and it was a tough see, if I may say. Can you imagine that can be very traumatic? So what addiction was this person battling with? And are you saying that one of the effects of the addiction was that he would be abusive towards his partner? Yes, that's correct. So what was he struggling with? So he was struggling more with crystal meth. It was a thing of, he also abused his mom, but it was not physical with the mom. It no was emotional. Emotional and verbal, threatened to commit suicide and... I had to be on watch for this man, you know what I'm saying? Sure. He was older than me. He's turning 40-something. What he's doing to his family, I feel like is unfair on them because now he puts the family in such a vulnerable position because they don't know what to do anymore. So, Tapita, I'm, I'm going to take a step back. What were the early telltales of this person's addiction? When did you realize, okay... This is a problem and I can see what's happening. It all started nicely. Let's just say I came back from Cape Town and it was a sense of I needed a place to stay because I had a squabble between me and my dad. Okay. But I had sorted that out now recently. He was the one that was going to accommodate me and I was starting to look for a job. I wanted to work. So my reason staying with him was for work purposes, but using his place as accommodation. When I realized that it was a problem, it happened when he was supposed to go to his mom's birthday and he couldn't make it because of the withdrawals. He was tired. He was late for his son's match. 
he couldn't make it because of the long bed and all that stuff. He started neglecting a whole lot of things in the house that dogs would starve. He'd forget a lot of things and he'd start blaming people and not take responsibility for his actions. It was one of those things where he forgot a lot and the pressure from his family also. He wouldn't take accountability for his actions. It was more of, I must blame someone. It was never a case of, okay, I messed up. I need to fix this. It yeah. Never a case. Not that I'm a professional, but I think that's a certain trait that's common amongst people that are struggling with addiction. No. You don't want to deal with the problem. So you find something else to blame. You shift the responsibility and accountability from yourself. This is just such a dramatic situation to step into and to confront someone. How did it affect your friendship that you had with this guy? Because you are seeing everything, but how do you make them see that you are the problem and something needs to change? So how did it affect the dynamics between you and your friend? There was a point in time in 2022, I actually tried helping him to get a job. You know, when you are in a space and you are just alone, yeah. you just tend to do things that are not of the ordinary. You just try and go out. But nonetheless, I tried helping him to get a job he didn't want. It was at a point where I decided, you know what, if I carried on staying at that place, my life, myself, or, you know, sometimes they say the environment you're in can also play a factor and who you become also. You know? Of course. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to detach myself and leave. For me, it was not a thing of, I had to tell them directly I'm leaving. I had to run away. I left the place, I ran away. He had this thing of, you know, he's controlling, don't leave, or he try to make you feel a certain way for what you're doing. When you speak about things that have since, it was more of, no, he runs the show, it's his house, but the house, it was passed down to him by his mom. I left the place in 2022 and I moved to a different place because I felt like I needed to grow in the sense of I can't bring family in such an environment. If my dad had to come and visit me or my siblings or my mom, for instance, if they had to come to that scene, but obviously say that, okay, why are you still in such a situation? Why do you live in a place like this? Mm -hmm. So it was a thing of I'm leaving. It didn't sit well with him. Because when I left, he was at his dad's. Did you ever feel that you need to be a savior? Did you ever feel this is my responsibility to heal the person or to save the person because I'm in close proximity, like I'm the one that's here? At one stage, when he tried committing suicide, texting his mom, the mom was in Midrand, and I used to go to rugby, so I used to leave him alone at home. Sometimes the partner would be out. So I wouldn't growl too much into it. Both of them used to indulge in that together. So it was a couple's thing and they would fight all the time. It was a constant thing. There was a time where I had a friend over and my friend would ask me why am I still in such a place? And yes, I felt like I had to look after him because if he had killed himself and there was a message that he had sent, I think it was sometime last year. It was like a broadcast message. I had left the place and I sent it to his mom. And the mom says she doesn't know what to do with him anymore. He's tried taking him to rehab, everything. She's tried. She can't do anything anymore. Yeah. Has the person found healing since then? Have you checked up? I mean, it's not your responsibility. Yes. But has there been a change? I spoke to him on the 19th 
of July. There was a bit of a squabble because I had left my washing machine, which was passed down by my dad. You know that thing of sentimental values yeah, and yeah. all those things. And he didn't want to give it back because he said that I owed him rent, but I had left. There was no contract that was written. It was a thing of, okay, I stayed here every month when I get paid, I give you a certain amount. That type of thing. It was never a thing of there was a niche drawn up and all that stuff. So it was easy for him to go and manipulate his mom and tell them that I didn't pay him, I ran yeah. away and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And obviously from their side, they stood with their side when I asked for my machine. So when I last texted him, which was on the 19th, I said to him, I hope you're good. My dad and I have decided to get a new machine. All the best with the one you have, which he took, my one, he didn't want to get back. Yeah. And I said, I'm not angry at all. I'm just disappointed. I pray to God that you change your behavior. You are a man that's about to turn 40. Take responsibility. Your mother and your son deserve better than what they are getting. I'm also not perfect. I have my flaws. I won't act perfect. And I've rectified my flaws and I'm still learning. That was the most suggested to you. Mm. Was there any response to that? Nope, not at all. But it was received. <laughs> it was received. This you know, yeah. What a journey that you have been through with this person and you have now, I want to say, sort of come out at the other side. And just looking back in retrospect, Deputy, what is the one lesson that you have taken out of that? And if there's anybody else that is in a similar or the same situation, living with someone and then having to care for someone that's an addict, what advice would you give them? One advice I'd give them is that never lose faith, always believe. You might seem trapped in a place where you shouldn't be. But one thing I can tell you is that God is real. I learned to believe that God is real. God protected me throughout this whole journey. And God told me when to leave. Being a person that prays and believing so much. So my advice is never lose faith. Always pray and believe that God is always with you. Definitely. I would like to add on that. It's just know when to get out. Because that's the yes. take I'm getting from you. You served your time there. Yes. But there was a time that came where you needed to leave. Yes. And that's okay. You don't need yes. to be there for the person. All yes, the time. Yes, yes, that's correct. But Tabiti, thank you so much for sharing your experience so openly and so genuinely. I really appreciate that. Not a problem. That's okay. Okay. Maybe, maybe there's someone that's going through the same thing and they don't know what to do, you know. And maybe if they hear this message, it will give them that beacon of hope. Of course. And direction yeah. to say, you know what, if someone can go through it then survive yeah. and not go through a whole lot of he used to sell the things in his house. Mom used to buy him a whole lot of things. There were like five plasmas. He'd go and pawn the TVs just to get a fix. Were you at a point where you were hiding your things away and just hyper vigilant, yes, not leaving yes, your wallet yes. around, not leaving yes. your phone unattended? Yes. Yes. I mean, my car battery was stolen once upon a time. That is just not a way to live. It was like, how do I break people? Or if my friends or like I said, family want to come and see. How do you bring them in such an environment? I was embarrassed myself to bring friends over mm. because of where I stayed. So the moment you feel that way, how do you actually say, you know what, let's go to my place, let's go chill. I couldn't. Thank you for joining this week's episode of the Health for Mzanzi podcast. For more on our chat, check out healthformzanzi.co.za. 
Now remember, if you are in a medical jam or just curious about some health and wellness trends, you can send an email to hello at healthformzanzi.co.za or send a message to 076-132-0454. Yeah, we're on Blue Tech. So there you have it, gals and guys. Sometimes we find ourselves in difficult situations. However, there's always a lesson to learn. And remember, if you have a friend, a family member who's suffering a drug addiction, seek out the help that they need. Until next time, keep well, stay healthy. Signing out, your girl Joe.